Born for the pop, give yourself a break so you can kick it back like a couch potato. And life will have to wait till way, way later. Oh boy. So, the other day, it was a Saturday. And if you've got what a Saturday is all about, I'll remind you real quick Saturday is the day you can do whatever you want. All week, you were at school. But now it's time for you to be you. Isn't that awesome? A whole day for you to do your own thing, where no one gets to tell you what to do. Pretty sweet, right? Well, you don't only get that. After that whole day to yourself, there is another day called Sunday where you get to do whatever you want to do again. Is that not amazing? I usually call it the double whammy. So when I woke up Saturday morning, I felt like I was on top of the world. Things could only be looking up for me from here on out. I had slept in till after nine, and then I walked to the kitchen while whistling a tune and a joy in my steps. Most of the time, my mom would make something special for breakfast on Saturday, and I could not wait to find out what it would be that day. And I knew that during breakfast, I was going to think of all the fun stuff to do. Because life was beautiful, and I needed to celebrate it. I could read books all day, build something awesome, or play a trick on somebody, or maybe I should hang out with friends. Wow, there were just so many fun ways that I could spend doing that day. I was a lucky guy. I knew that, and hopefully now you know that as well. I was in such a good mood, I even said, good morning, Grace, to my sister. My sister was in a good mood as well. I could tell from her response. She said, And a good morning to you, my sweet little brother. Wow, that surprised me. She was perhaps in an even better mood than me. But that was not all. She also said, Is it not a nice day today? I automatically looked out the window to see for myself, and I must say she was right. She also said, it's the perfect day for all of us to go to a cat show. At first, I did not even fully register what she said. It was so far out of the realm of possibilities of what I had planned for the day that I was not able to take it serious. But, as it slowly sank in, I began to wonder if this truly was the plan. Could it be? So I asked my sister, Did you just say we're going to a cat show? She nodded her head yes, while she smiled ever so brightly. Or annoyingly, in my experience. I had no idea what a cat show was like, but it did not sound promising. And it especially did not feel like an expression of my independence and freedom as a unique individual. And I can't remember being part of this decision process either. If I had been part of that conversation, it would have gone something like this. They would ask me if I wanted to go to a cat show, and I would say no. They would plead and say, but it will be so much fun. And I would answer, let me think about it. Okay, I thought about it. The short answer is no. And the long answer is no. Simple, right? I turned to my mother, who had also been in our kitchen the whole time, but she had stayed quiet till now. She was making some crepes, which, by the way, are my favorites but I did not let the drooling in my mouth let me get distracted. 
I stayed focused on the course of action. Mom, is it true? Are we going to a cat show? She responded a little too quick, which made me a little suspicious. It made me feel like she had stayed quiet that whole time to think about what she would say. Because she knew the moment would come where I would challenge the cat show family plan. And so she said, Oh yes, I thought wouldn't it be fun if we all went to the cat show together. I am pretty sure my ears almost fell off. Because they were that shocked from hearing the words cat show and good idea in the same sentence. I'm glad my ears did not actually fall off. Though I could definitely see some advantages to not having ears. If anybody would have ever told me, you need to clean the bottom cage for the bunny. I would immediately respond with, absolutely. And when they later discovered that I had not cleaned it, they would come find me and ask me why I did not clean the bottom cage of the bunny. I would then answer, Oh, I thought you said you had never seen someone so raging funny. But I still had my own ears, so never mind. I heard my dad in the living room and I thought he was my surest bet in finding an ally in this situation. He looked up at me when I entered the living room and straight away said, There's my favorite son. It's a little joke he likes to do. I'm his only son after all. There is not much competition. He followed with saying, Are you excited to go to the cat show? I dropped myself forward onto the couch while I let out a long moaning no. No! I was getting cornered. They had me. I did not see a way out. Usually, I would go next door to Johnny's house. But they were all out of town to visit his grandparents. I know because I was over there last night watching a movie. Normally, I would have stayed over, but because they were planning on getting up early, I decided to sleep in my own bed. Ah, I got it. While I was at Johnny's watching a movie, they were over here talking about cat shows. I turned to my dad. Why did you guys not tell me? I would have gone with Johnny to go visit his grandparents and have more fun. I'm not joking here. Johnny's grandparents are a fun bunch of people. Especially his grandma. She always says it like it is. I remember the last time we went to visit him. She had this to say about Johnny's father. Oh, there you are, my dear son. Who, by the way, sucked his thumb till he was 11. It wasn't because I did not breastfeed him enough. Because I did. And I always had plenty of milk for him, mind you. She proceeded to put out her good-sized chest as she said these last words. Grandpa and I were the only two people in the room who thought this was funny. And we laughed heartily. Johnny's father did not look like he was having a good time and Grandma noticed. Oh, don't be such a sourpuss. You came to have a good time, so let us have a good time. She walked over and gave him a big hug. But it looked like she was hugging a big piece of wood because Johnny's father did not move even an inch. Ah, uh, why was I so lazy? I could have gone with them today. They even offered, but I turned the offer down because this time they decided to take off early and I wanted to sleep in. Where was my time machine when I needed it? I needed to convince someone quickly that this cat show was really a bad idea. But dad, why do we have to go? I asked him. He responded, why not? It will be a fun family outing. I was not going to give in that easily. But dad, we could go to the zoo and see some real animals. I am not dumb. I know cats are real animals as well. The reason why I said it like this was because I hoped they would all see there was a better plan out there. My mom came out to the living room and said, 
Auntie Tina called last night and asked us if we wanted to come with them to the cat show. And we decided to be spontaneous and say yes. Oh no, I thought to myself. There's other people involved. Now there's absolutely no chance I will be able to make them change their minds. But I tried anyway. And my last effort was to try for the following request. So mom, can we now be spontaneous by saying no to the cat show? All she said was, that's cute. Come and have some breakfast. I made your favorite, crepes. My mom knows my weak spots better than anybody else. I do your homework for a whole year. If once she brought me crepes as good as my mom's. I'm serious. No matter where you live, I do it for you. The thing I had a hard time with was that I knew she had made crepes on purpose. Because she knew she could change my mood just like that with the simple mention of crepes. It kind of made me upset to know she played me like that. But I love crepes so much, I still could not help myself. All I could do at that point was eat too many crepes so I'd get sick. I did eat a ton of them, but I did not get sick. The opposite happened, actually. Like usual, I got happy from eating crepes. And on top of that, in general, I tend towards being a happy guy as it is. So I was cheery again and willing enough to go with the flow. Oh, well. I tried to be strong and not go to the cat show, but I ended up going anyway. My mom set up a trap with crepes. I saw that it was a trap, but I dove right in anyway. And snap! Before I knew it, I was in the car with the rest of the fam. We met Auntie Tina and Uncle Jim outside of the cat show. They always made such a big thing out of greeting my sister and I. Like we were aliens from another planet. They were very excited to meet us. But it felt like they spoke some sort of different language. They spoke the grown-up trying to act like they were playful language. But being playful was not something they were good at. Last year, for my birthday, they sent me a t-shirt that said, Math is fun on it. You could probably guess I never wore it. You're right. Almost anyway. I wore it once to school as a joke. We had a test that day. And the day before that, my teacher, Mr. Baumwool, unexpectedly asked me a question. But I had no idea what he was talking about because I had not been paying attention. So Mr. Baumwool said, You never know what we are doing here in class. Which was absolutely not true. I knew exactly what all the kids around me were doing. I just never knew what he was doing. But anyway, I liked the idea that he thought I had no idea what we needed to focus on. So then, the next day, we were going to have a geography test. I was very aware of this and had done a good job preparing for it. But I'll be honest with you, mostly because that is what Johnny wanted to do. When I walked into the classroom and Mr. Baumwool saw me, he commented on my shirt because he said, Nice shirt. I'm glad you decided you like math now. And I responded with, I figured if I wore my math is fun shirt, it could help me with the math test this afternoon. His expression changed really quickly when he heard me say that and he explained why. The math test is not till Friday, you know. Today we're doing the geography test. Have you not prepared for that? I did not really answer. I simply said, Oh well. And I raised my shoulders pretending that I did not care about the mistake. On my way to the back of the class, Justine Vogel stopped me and asked, Did you really think we had a math test today? I shook my head in response and said softly, I'm just teasing Mr. Baumwool. She seemed relieved to find out, and this made me feel really happy for some weird reason. Anyway, I went to go sit down and leaned over to Johnny's desk. But then all of a sudden I felt this big presence behind me on the other side of my desk. 
I turned back and saw Mr. Baumwell standing there while not saying a word. I straightened up and decided to sit real still and wait for what was to come while he stood there with his hands in his pockets trying to make up his mind. He finally spoke up. Did you plan all this? I nodded my head up and down to let him know this was true. He then asked me, How do you come up with all this stuff? I raised my shoulders to let him know I did not know how I got all these ideas. He then asked me, Have you actually studied for the geography test? This time, I went back to nodding my head yes to let him know I had studied for it. And to wrap up our fine conversation in which I said nothing, he finally said, Well, thanks for talking. After which I gave him a thumbs up. But I hope you didn't get too distracted, you guys. Remember, we were meeting Uncle Jim and Aunt Tina. Uncle Jim hit me on the shoulder. Kind of like a fist bump on the shoulder. You know what I'm saying? Then he said, What's to doing, homie? Yes, it was awkward to have a man well in his 30s who is wearing a gray tie over a brown sweater who is pretending to know what's up. I had to do something with it because he was still looking me in the eye. So I said, double flex past me to trailblazer, homie. I noticed the smile on his face disappeared quickly as he tried to make sense of what I had just said. Of course, he could not know. I just made it up. I did not say anything for a moment. That was the whole plan. He finally asked, Uh, what does that mean? Past the trailblazer? At that moment, I knew I had him, so I decided to play him even more. What? You have not heard about that one yet? Is that some new secret handshake that is all the rage right now? He asked. Uncle Jim, the trailblazer is more than just a secret handshake. It's the trailblazer of all handshakes. I'm a little surprised you have not heard about it yet, but I guess I could teach you. I now looked away to act like I was not really interested in teaching him this handshake of all handshakes. And also, I had to come up with something in case he wanted me to teach it to him. Sure enough, he said, Okay, can you show me? Are you sure? I said, mostly to give myself a little more time to come up with something. I want to know the latest of the latest, and the hippest of the hippest. He was so excited now. I felt a little guilty for having guided him down this road. But now there was not really a way out for me. So I had to come up with a good one. Trailblazing, trailblazing. Ah, I have an idea. So this is what you do, Uncle Jim. Come closer to me, because we have to do this one together. Make it look like you are running. Stand on your left foot only, and then stick out your right foot in the air way back. Now put your arms up like you are running, and then say, Yo! I brought my body back to standing while I gave him a few more pointers. Your arms have to be higher, especially your left one. That hand needs to be higher than your head. And when you say, Yo! You have to be way louder. Try it. Yo! Man, was he being loud. Everyone around us stopped for a second to watch what he was doing. It was so funny. Though I did feel a little guilty for leading him on like this. Uncle Jim thought it was the coolest thing ever though. Because he was under the impression that he had just learned something hip and new. We had gotten behind because of all my antics, and now my dad called out to us. Come on, you two. The two of us ran over to catch up with them. Uncle Jim and Auntie Tina never had any kids, because they didn't want any. But whenever we'd hang out with them, they always acted very excited to see us. Now, Auntie Tina looks at me and tells me, Oh my, look at how you've grown. I could not help but think, 
sorry to be the one to break the news, but growing kind of comes with being a kid. It's not an accomplishment. Every kid does it, and they don't even need to think about it. Next time you see me in six months or so, and I have not grown an inch, congratulate me, because that would be amazing, unheard of, and quite the accomplishment. I guess I was still a little resentful about being at the cat show. My brains were not putting out the nicest thoughts and ideas that I had. Maybe I should have brought some crepes with me in a to-go box. One crepe every half an hour makes me be able to shift any grumpy feelings. If I ever ended up playing a joke on the president and I'd have to go to jail for a year, I would be totally fine as long as I'd have a crepe every half hour. I was pretty sure about that, but not 100%, so I was not going to push my luck. As we started to walk towards this massive building on the fairgrounds, my dad started to walk next to me, and I could already feel what was coming. He cleared his throat and spoke to me in a softer voice so no one else could hear. I know what you did there, and now you have to go clean it up. I would not be surprised if on Monday, when he's back at work, that your uncle is going to show his co-workers what he learned from you just now. Your uncle is not that good with social stuff. He's a very smart man, but all his smarts are in a very different area. He's an engineer, and he knows so much about those types of things that he does not know too much about the social aspect of life. My sister, your aunt, is kind of like that as well, but maybe not as bad. Anyway, make it up to him somehow. Here, my dad put his arm around my shoulder as we kept walking. Then he also said, We're going to a cat show. Isn't that exciting? We both turned to each other at the same time, and my father burst out laughing as I gave him my grumpiest face. The others turned our way, and my dad explained, My only child here, besides my lovely daughter, of course, is very excited to go pet every cat in that building. I played along and said, Yep, yep, I'm very excited about that. I'm as excited as I would be to have a brand new massive toothache. Everybody was laughing now. So maybe my parents were right. Maybe we could all have a fun family outing together. We entered the show, and I soon came to realize the following. If you really like cats, you should go to cat shows. But if, like me, you do not really like cats, you should bring a dog or something. Cats really like to be petted, and there were thousands of those cats there, and they all wanted me to pet them. My hand and wrist were sore for a week after this visit from petting all those kitties. My sister, on the other hand, loves cats. And she was going around the cat show going, Ooh! And ah! To all the cats she liked. And she liked a lot of them. If you know what I'm saying. There was no stopping her. And trust me, I tried. Of course, my sister soon shifted the conversation from, Oh, I like this one. To, Oh, can I have this one? I must say I was never too much of a pet person. I'm pretty sure a bearded dragon was the only pet I had ever had. And unfortunately, he escaped one time when I took him outside. And I have not seen him since. My Auntie Tina was a bad influence on my sister. She had three cats already. And no one would be surprised if she'd come home at the end of the day with another. My Aunt Tina and my sister were outdoing each other, coming up with the cutest words possible. And sometimes impossible. I was okay with words like cute or adorable. But I started to feel a little nauseous when they started to use words like puff snuggler, hairy pateri, and snuffy bumstick. I could tell the pressure my sister was building towards my parents was starting to work. When she first mentioned having a cat, my parents simply said no. But after a while, it shifted to, maybe not this one because he does not look very nice. Or the one time my dad tried to reason with my sister. Let's not do this one. It does not have a tail. 
My sister had to rub it in that, in her words, it's supposed to be that way, silly. I knew my sister was right, but I was on my dad's side anyway. You shouldn't get a kitty without a tail. People would always talk about the part that wasn't there instead of the parts that were there. My sister kept pleading for a while and my parents kept saying no. But I think at this point we all knew what was going to happen. The inevitable happened when my sister saw a white Persian kitty. I must say it was cute. There was no way around it. But my sister thought it was the most amazing thing in the world. She was saying overly emotional stuff like, Oh, I'm simply in love with this one. It's the most adorable thing in the world. I thought to myself, Whoa, you just met this kitty and now you tell me you are in love with it? Slow down. And also, you really think this is the most adorable thing in the world? Can we please do a background check on this? And what if it's not the most adorable thing in the world anymore? Like, in two months, when it will have grown a bunch, because it was now still in the kitten stage. It will no longer be this tiny little fluff ball, and are you still going to love it as much as you do now? But there was no room for my voice of reason in this conversation. Maybe this was because I sounded like a grumpy grown-up here. But that should not matter, right? All they wanted to do was tell it how adorable it was, including my dad. Come on, you're a grown man. Don't tell me you think this kitty is the cutest thing in the world. And by the way, animals can get spoiled as well. As far as I could tell, they were all working on turning this little kitten into a princess already. But in the end, only the awakened soul can foresee the inevitable. But like I said, there was no room for my voice. Everyone seemed too drunk with love for this little creature to be able to think straight. Well, I tried to warn them, but it was too late now. My dad was already reaching for his back pocket to pay for it. My sister walked over to my dad and gave him a big hug. If she was a bit smarter, she would have walked over to me and would have given me the hug for making sure we did not get the cat. But she was not. My sister took it even further when she suggested, Can we call it Rebecca? Now don't start thinking my sister was a genius for thinking of a name like that. It was already called Rebecca. My best guess was that she thought it was a good name and that she wanted to keep it. No one objected. In fact, my mama went as far as to say, I think Rebecca is a very nice name. It reminds me of Egyptian pharaohs and ice cream. It always blew me away when she said stuff like this. But in her mind, it made sense. My best guess was that they had one thing in common. They were all good things in her mind. Because as far as I know, they did not have ice cream shops when the pharaohs were around. I stepped back from the whole thing a bit to witness what they were doing in that moment. And it made me start to wonder, is this really my family? Or was there a weird mix-up at the local hospital where I was born? Yes, I was sure of it. This could never be my real family. I know I look just like my dad, but maybe that just happened because we hung out a lot. Other than that, the only thing that we have in common is that we both like soccer. That's enough proof, right? That we can't really be family. My dad's favorite hobby is collecting stamps, after all. Are you kidding me? Anyway, sometimes I get a little confused when it comes down to buying stuff. Like at that moment. I saw my dad give this man a bunch of money, and now we walk away with nothing. I understood we were going to come back to pick up our new kitty when we were ready to leave. But what if those people were no longer there? What if they just walked off with the money and the cat? What if the person who sold us the cat was not even the owner? What if the owner had gone to the bathroom for a second and this guy just wandered into the booth right before we got there and sold us the cat and then left with the money? Either way, 
I had a bad feeling about this guy. Sometimes, when I'd feel it in the back of my neck, I could foresee what was going to happen in the future. Really, at that point in time, I started to know myself as someone who could read people's minds. Day by day, my visions were becoming more and more accurate and super detailed. So when I heard a lot of commotion behind me, I looked around, and I was not the least bit surprised to see the man who had sold us the cat was now running through the aisles. I knew it. The man who really owned the booth must have come back from the bathrooms and discovered this guy in his booth. Of course he chased him away. That makes total sense. It looked like he was coming our way. This was going to be perfect. I was standing behind my mom, so he would not know I was there till the last second. At which point, I would stick out my foot and then trip him when he tried to pass us. My psychic abilities would allow me to become a superhero. Yes! They would probably want me on that big stage and interrupt the show just to honor my superhero deeds. He was getting closer and closer. This man who was so full of fear that he was screaming his lungs out. But for now, I had some time to loosen up my ankle so that I would be able to deliver the perfect tackle when he passed me. I started my countdown. Five, four, three, two. It was then that I was able to understand his words. He was saying, Rebecca has won a prize. But it was too late. My foot was on its way already. The awkward thing was, he came to a stop just before I hit him. So I did not even tackle him. All that happened was, he stopped. And as he came to a standstill, he was able to witness, with both his eyes, how I kicked him in the shins. Well, if that was not awkward enough... What made it even worse was the fact that my dad, my mom, my sister, my aunt, my uncle, and everybody else close by saw me kick this poor man. And now I had to witness how this man raised his painful leg so that he could grab it by the painful shin while hopping on the other leg during which he was asking me, What was that for? Things became quiet for a moment while everyone looked at me to see what I had to say for myself. Somehow, Egyptian pharaohs was my answer. And I have no idea why I said that. These words were still on my mind from my mom mentioning them earlier, and I guess they just came out by themselves. But, to my surprise, it worked to my advantage, because he immediately looked very confused. My answer had thrown him off. A little light went on inside my head, And this light told me I could use this technique in other parts of my life as well. So I started putting random answers in my repertoire of things I call funny. If you had any brains, you should do the same. For example, I was able to use this technique later that week. I was in school, but my mind was somewhere else when I was looking out the window. It was then that I heard my teacher mention my name. I looked over and he asked me, Were you paying any attention? Of course, I said. Of course. And he said, How about I ask you the following question? How many apples do you have when I give you seven red apples, five green ones, six yellow bananas, 15 oranges, and 50 green grapes? I thought to myself, How confusing was that? He wants me to figure out how many apples there are. But he mentions all these other fruits to confuse me. So, I asked him again. Mr. Bounwell, can you ask that question one more time? He did not miss a beat in his response. It's the same answer Lillian just gave. You said you were paying attention. And I only added the other fruits to it this time. Oh, bummer. He had me cornered because I had not been paying attention. So it was time to come up with something random. Should I say something about fruit salads? Because if you put all those ingredients together, it will make for a great fruit salad. That would be tasty, but not funny enough. Maybe I should ask him, 
Mr. Bamboo, you want me to tell you how many apples I have, right? Are we talking computers or iPhones? That would be a good question. I liked it. But, oh, I think I just came up with a better answer. So I said to my teacher, Mr. Bamboo, you might have a little too much imagination. You are telling me you gave me all those fruits and now I have to figure out how many apples are among them? You do realize you never gave me anything, right? And that includes no fruits, including no apples. Ha! You almost had me with your trick, Mr. Bamboo. I gotta give it to you. He laughed, the kids in my class laughed, and I was happy with how things were going. Mr. Baumwool was not giving up that easily, though, and he continued. Just pretend. I gave all these fruits to you, and now tell me how many apples are among them. Oh, I said, I see what you're saying now. But aren't you a grown-up? You should not still be playing pretend games, right? But if you are okay with still playing pretend games at your age, you came to the right person because I'm the best at pretend games. So, let's pretend I'm a knight in full armor on this big stallion of a horse. And you gave me all those fruits in payment because I protected your lands. Well, I'm sorry to have to say this, but my horse ate all your apples. So there's your answer. I have zero apples. The kids in my class were laughing and my teacher was shaking his head before he said, I give up. Just pay attention, please. I noticed you were a bit distracted by the outside world before I asked you that question. He was right, and I did. But let us come back to the cat show and let us listen to what this poor man that I had just kicked in the shins had to say as to why he chased us down. I just got some great news. Rebecca has won first prize for best tale in show. He was so excited telling us the news. He was almost drooling. I was sure glad he was not my family. I would have been so embarrassed but I had no idea what was to come in the following moments. My mom and my sister started to celebrate this great news with an unusual amount of excitement. Jumping, hollering, and dancing are but a few things I picked up from their repertoire. My dad even grabbed a lady from close by to dance the salsa with her. I did not even know he could move his hips, and now he was leading this lady in salsa dancing? My mom went up to the man who sold us his cat and started slapping him on the shoulder like they were the best of friends. My sister actually behaved the best of them. She just kept jumping up and down saying, Yippee! Yippee! For what seemed to last as long as eternity and back. At this point, I was ready to change out my family for the man who had sold us his cat. It turned out he was the best behaved one of them all. My aunt and uncle's part in the celebration was not that great. My uncle suggested they dance together, but my aunt thought they should dance separate. Well, the end result was they did not dance at all. All they did was stand there and talk about how they should dance. Or maybe argue was a better word. When we all continued on, I noticed Uncle Jim hanging behind a little, staying back from the group. And I remembered my dad's words from earlier, so I went to connect with him. Though I was not ready to go up to him and apologize by any means. Apologizing is not that easy for me. It always sounds easier than it actually is. All I needed to say was two sentences. I can say two sentences easily. Hey, Uncle Jim, I needed to apologize about something from earlier. I made all that stuff up about the trailblazer handshake. It does not exist. I was just trying to be funny. Well, that actually turned out to be three sentences, but still, I can do three sentences easily. I can do three sentences while doing a handstand. Well, maybe not, actually. But I can do three sentences while standing on one leg while dribbling a basketball, just to prove there's nothing to it. 
Still, if apologizing is no big thing, according to grown-ups, I never find it to be easy. I think what makes it especially hard is that you never know how the other person is going to react. But I was down with hanging out with him, while the rest of my family was being highly annoying in their love for all things cat. Uncle Jim was looking at a bigger, older cat. It was black with some brown and white in there as well. I joined him, and now we were both looking at this older cat together. It was kind of neat, because at a cat show like this, there were so many interesting cats to look at, and so many kittens as well, that a plainer, older cat could easily get neglected if it wasn't for Uncle Jim and I. I asked him, Uncle Jim, do you like cats? Sure, he mumbled as he was still looking rather intrigued by this normal cat. I pressed him more. But do you really, really like them? I like cats well enough. At this point, he looked over at me. I think he was getting curious to what I was going for. And I pressed him even more for the real truth. Uncle Jim, do you love cats so much that if you and Auntina did not have cats, would you ask her if you could get a cat? He thought for a second and then he said, Probably not. I'd actually get a dog before I'd get a cat. I was excited now. I knew it. My uncle did not really like cats. He just liked them because his wife loved them and he had gotten fond of them by living with them. But he did not really love them. So I told him, I love dogs more than cats as well. My best friend Johnny, he has a dog and I love that dog. We had a bonding moment and now we walked around the cat show like we were the best of buddies. Finding silly things and making funny comments about it. And as I hung out with my uncle longer, the funnier he seemed to get. This one time, at this one booth, we had a moment. We saw this one cat. It was cute, as far as cats go. And on the other side of the booth, they had a cat that looked exactly like this one, but just in white, and not orange like the other one. I had missed it, but my uncle pointed it out. This one is the same as that orange one. I wonder what other colors you can get this cat in. Bright green, maybe? It made me laugh and say, Bright neon yellow could be cute. That way it would never get run over by a car as well, because you'd always see it from a long distance away. We were both laughing now when the trickster in me came up with a good idea. It would be so funny if we switched them out without them noticing. And one of us would stand there with a bottle of spray paint, pretending like we had just sprayed a new color on it. Uncle Jim laughed for a moment, and to my great surprise, he said, I'm pretty sure I have a couple of spray bottles in my car, and I'm pretty sure I have a white one. Man, I get so excited when anybody wants to do mischief with me, especially grown-ups. Because when grown-ups get involved, all these other angles open up in mischief that you can play on people. We quickly told the others we were going to do something else for a bit and ran out to my uncle's car. The running was impossible. It was too busy most places we went. And about half the people there were over 60 years old. So it was slow moving. But it had its benefits because I saw something that gave me another idea. I told Uncle Jim about it, and he loved it. But I can't tell you yet. It's a surprise. As we walked to the car and back, we went over all the details on how to pull this trick off to perfection. I was doing most of the talking, actually. But Uncle Jim seemed to like my ideas, so I kept coming up with even more details. What we decided was that I was to distract the owner of the booth with questions. And Uncle Jim would be the one to switch out the cats and make it look like he spray painted one of them. Are you ready for this? It's going to be pretty awesome. Okay? We walked up to the booth separately with me going first. I approached the owner of the booth with a friendly hello. She was maybe in her 40s and she seemed friendly. 
She was not much taller than me, and she had blonde hair. I think it made it easier for me that she was a woman, because she really wanted to help me out. I pointed at this one cat, who looked a little funny, and said to the lady, He looks surprised to me. She smiled and said, That's an Egyptian wow. They all have that look because they have such big eyes. I looked around a little more and then asked her what breed this other cat in the very back of the booth was. This way, my Uncle Jim could move the cats around in an undisturbed manner. She said, That one is a turkey's angora. It is really soft. Do you want to hold it? We walked to the back of the booth together and we both had our backs to the front as well. I was just making small talk when I said, I'm not so worried about its fur being soft. What I'm more concerned with is how pokey the nails are. We don't have a cat at my house, so I'm still a little nervous about cats. The lady tried to comfort me as she said, She's really sweet and gentle. She is the perfect cat for someone who is not familiar with cats yet. And she started to open the cage for me. Okay, but just for a second. I should probably go find my pants soon. I'm pretty sure my sister is convincing them at this very moment what cat she wants. She held out the cat to me, and I tried to take it in my arms. But I acted like I had no idea what the best way to grab a cat was. First, I had my arms out one way, and then another way. As I moved them again most awkwardly, the lady interrupted me. Just hold your arms out like you are holding a baby, and I will put Snoozy here in your arms. His name is Snoozy? That's cute. She corrected me. Her name. Her name is Snoozy. Oops, sorry about that. So she is a turkey's lady with an angora coat on? You can say it like that, she said. I switched my arms a little so that I could hold Snoozy in one arm and pet her with my free hand. You are right. She's really soft. I should tell my sister about that. She's the one getting a cat. I brought the cat back up to hand her back to its owner. As she was busy putting the cat back in its cage, I took advantage of the situation to look over my shoulder for a quick second to notice if Uncle Jim was ready. Perfect. He saw me look over my shoulder and he gave me the thumbs up. This lady was in the middle of closing the cage back up and I took the opportunity to say thank you. She was so calm and controlled in all her actions and movements, though that was probably about to change. She straightened herself back up and said, You are very welcome, young man. Next, she turned around to face the front of her booth again and noticed my uncle. He had his tie from around his neck tied up around his head like a sweatband. His sleeves were rolled up and his arms and hands had white spray paint all over them. Something I did for him while we were still outside. Because I figured it would make it more real. It made it look like he had actually been spraying white spray paint on the orange cat. He had the cat in one hand and the spray bottle in the other. And as this lady and I turned around, he said out loud, I love white cats. All cats should be white. Then he sprayed the spray bottle in the air. But not towards the cat or anything. Just to make it look more real. And to put the strong smell of spray paint in the air. This lady, who owned this booth, had eyeballs the size of marbles just like everybody else. But when she turned around and saw a white cat where there was supposed to be an orange one, her eyes turned the size of basketballs. I'm not kidding you. Not this time. And her face turned white like the cat Uncle Jim was holding. For a moment she was frozen. But then all of a sudden she reached for this stick that I didn't know was right there. And she charged towards my uncle. I quickly tried to intervene. It's just a joke, ma'am. Your cat is fine. We switched it with the orange cat that looks just like it. I swear, look for yourself. And I pointed towards where the orange cat was. She took a moment to take this new information in while I noticed my uncle putting the white cat back in the open cage. Which was good thinking on his part because it was time for us to race out of there. Especially me. I was standing right next to her and she started to hit my bottom with this stick. 
so I had to run away and out of reach. I took off down the aisle, and Uncle Jim was soon running next to me. He was laughing and said out loud, That was so much fun. At the end of the aisle, we stopped running, and while out of breath, I asked my uncle, Have you ever done anything mischievous before in your life, Uncle Jim? Nope, was his short answer. Really? Not even as a kid, I asked. Never, which is dumb, because I feel so alive right now. So what is your next plan? I'm ready to do my part. I'll tell you what, I was starting to like my Uncle Jim. He was fun. And my next plan was going to be even better. We planned everything out together. Set everything up and went to go find the rest of the family to take a little break and have lunch with them. We found a burger place and we all ordered ourselves some food. I got a burger, fries and coke. All the stuff my mom usually never lets me have. Not fast food anyway. This was my little revenge. Uncle Jim got the same thing as me, and we ended up sitting next to each other. I started off with drinking my Coke. It was in a tall glass with ice and a straw. I always blow bubbles for a second before I start to drink. I think it is my way of stirring it up. Not sure why I do it, though. But it made Uncle Jim say, I don't think I ever blew bubbles in my soda as a kid. My parents would never let us. Everyone was shocked and things became really quiet after he said that. Almost like somebody had just died. My sister eventually broke the silence. Uncle Jim, have you ever made bubbles as an adult? Now it was my uncle's turn to be quiet from an intense shock to his entire system. But when he spoke, the saddest word in the world came from his lips when he said, No. Everyone was flabbergasted. Aghast. Shocked, in horror, surprised, rattled, and shook up by the notion that they knew a grown man who had never blown bubbles in his soda in his entire life. Wow, was that even possible? So I encouraged him. Uncle Jim, you have to do it. This is your opportunity. You have to make up for all the lost time. He looked around the table for a moment. And it was obvious everyone agreed. They all wanted to see him blow bubbles. And I kept encouraging him with my words. You can do it. Nothing to it. You can do it later. But if you do it now, you'll always know how. I realized it started to sound like a modern day Dr. Zeus. But I was alright with that. Because it worked. He leaned forward and started to blow bubbles in his glass of coke. While he concentrated on the bubble making, the others started to clap for him. It was obvious he was enjoying it, so I kept encouraging him in what I guess was my best Dr. Zeus voice. You have to blow them big. You have to blow them small. You have to blow them tall. And you have to blow them by the wall. You have to blow bubbles like you the man. You have to blow bubbles like you the dude. And you must even blow bubbles when you're in the nude. I must apologize here for several reasons. First off, for using that one word, but I could not help myself. I could not think of a different word to rhyme with dude. And the second reason was for apologizing towards Uncle Jim. Because when I used the word nude, it made him laugh and it made the bubbles come up all the way out of his glass and most of that spilled soda landed on his french fries. My Uncle Jim let go of the straw and straightened his body back up before he said, That felt so amazing. And he laughed some more. Like a big weight had lifted from his shoulders. My sister high-fived him, after which he grabbed one of the soggy french fries and proceeded to eat it with a big smile on his face. We all gobbled up our food and had a great time with each other. That was till my mom panicked as she looked at the time. She called out, We have to go pick up Rebecca. The war ceremony is about to start and we need to be on stage with her. Everybody started to get themselves ready, except for my Uncle Jim, because he grabbed his phone instead. I need to send a quick text. The text was super short, and after he sent it, he looked my way and gave me a sneaky wink. I knew enough. The six of us walked ourselves over to the booth where we bought the cat, maneuvering ourselves the best we could through the crowds. 
The booth we were looking for was the second from the corner. And as we turned the corner, we could see the owner of the booth as well as his wife standing there. His wife was looking at her phone, but the owner had Rebecca out on the table in front of him. And in one hand, he had some scissors, and in the other hand, he had a disconnected tail? We all looked at Rebecca and immediately noticed it was her tail that was missing. I could hear my sister cry out already, no, 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 not <laughs> As the owner of the booth tried to explain things. It was an accident. I only tried to trim a bit of the tail, but then she moved and I ended up cutting the whole thing off. My mom and aunt joined my sister in her cries of despair. While my dad called out, we have to talk about this. And if you want to know what my Uncle Jim and I were doing, I'll tell you. We were laughing. And we were laughing very loudly. And do you want to know what the wife of the owner of the booth was doing? She was taking pictures of us. I could not stop laughing, and so I didn't. I laughed for as long as I could till my sister hit me on the back of my head while she yelled, It's not funny! I responded by saying, Yes, it is funny, because Uncle Jim and I tricked you all. Everybody immediately came quiet, and all eyes were on me. So I continued, That cat there is not your beloved Rebecca. It's just some fluffy cat that was born without a tail. And that tail that he's holding is some fake fur keychain Uncle Jim bought for our plan to trick you guys. I got back to laughing while the owner of the booth ran off to go grab the real Rebecca from its hiding place. And when he quickly handed the cat to my sister, he apologized. I'm sorry, this was not my idea. It was your brother's idea, and he talked me into it. Well, at that point, my sister managed to hold Rebecca with one hand and she made a fist out of the other hand before she slammed it into my shoulder. You are mean, she said. From the corner of my eye, I could tell Uncle Jim got punched in the shoulder by Aunt Tina while she said, You're a grown man. You should know better than that. My mom was the voice of reason again and she reminded us, it was time to head over to the main stage so we could receive a prize for Rebecca's tail that was still firmly attached to her white, fluffy butt. Uncle Jim and I made sure to make arrangements with the owners of the booth so that we could get all those pictures the wife took of my hilarious family when they were in full panic mode thinking Rebecca's tail had been cut off. I'm looking at one right now. Usually it hangs above my bed. But every time my mom cleans a little in my room, she takes it down and puts it in my desk drawer. I think she does not like how she looks in that picture. It's true, she looks funny. She looks like she's in the middle of a tornado and her hair is flopping in every direction. Her mouth is wide open and the expression on her face makes it look like the world is about to end. It's so funny. That's why I always put it back on the wall by my bed with a pushpin. Looking at it first thing in the morning makes me start off the day a little happier. In the end, I must confess that it turned out that maybe I did not have some psychic skills or abilities to read people's minds. Because everything I thought that would happen did not. Or maybe it did, in some odd way. Because I ended up on stage for a celebration after all. And that was not all. It was the man who sold us his kitty who was the cause of it. So I guess I should not give up hope on this skill set yet. The difference was, I ended up on stage with my family to receive the first place prize for a kitty's tail. Instead of something awesome like me alone getting special attention for being the most super-de-duper superhero in the world. Now that I reflect back on it, 
We must have been an interesting sight on the stage. My parents and my sister acted like they had just become millionaires. They were dancing all over the stage and waving to the crowd like they were the best of friends with half the audience. But the only people in the audience we knew were my aunt and uncle. And I was not even sure they were in the crowd because last I saw them, they were backstage. I hope you understand that I did not act like the rest of my family at all. I'm very proud to say that I acted more like I was standing in line at the dentist office. And at this dentist office, you could easily hear the drilling of teeth and the crying of children who were ahead of me. And the reason I was up next was to get a couple of teeth filled myself. Yes, you are correct to assume I was a very, very sad sight to behold. My sister, who was holding Rebecca throughout this ceremony on the big stage, was able to experience her very first scratch. My sister was being too wild running around the stage and the kitty in her arms scratched her hand to let her know she wanted her to slow down. And it worked. My sister slowed down, but I was pretty sure there could have been a gentler way to communicate this rather minor annoyance. But our kitty Rebecca could not speak. And we never taught her any sign language, so she never learned a gentler way of communicating her often grumpy feelings. Talking about feelings, my family walked around the cat show for the rest of the day as if they personally had been chosen for having the best tail in show. They all felt like winners. All they needed for the rest of their lives was to swish their tails and success would be theirs. Now... The only question that remained was, how did I feel? Well, I felt like getting out of there. That's how I felt. And I'm not kidding you. Not this time anyway. We said goodbye to Aunt Jill and Uncle Jim. Uncle Jim said, I had a lot of fun getting in trouble with you. I knew it was time to come clean with them now. Uncle Jim? I have to be honest with you about one thing. The trailblazer handshake is not actually a real thing. I had a feeling, he said, and he did not seem upset. He even said, I might still teach the other guys at work and see if they fall for it. If not, I'm going to make myself the following promise. I am going to do one thing of mischief every week. But if I can't think of anything, is it all right if I call you up sometimes if I can't think of any good ideas myself? Of course, I told him. Yes, call me anytime. We were given a box to put Rebecca in so we could take her home with us. Don't worry, all your cat lovers out there. It was made for transporting cats because it had nice-sized holes on the sides and top to make sure it could still breathe and look out. We placed the box on the back seat in between my sister and I. Though this box was the best thing for our newly acquired kitty, it still was not too happy about being in there. It kept meowing the whole ride long. It also kept sticking its paws out of the holes. The meowing was kind of annoying. The paw sticking out was kind of entertaining. All she was able to stick out of the hole was the paw itself. And every time she did this, I tried to pat her on the top of her paw to feel how soft and fluffy she was. But this made her decide to make me feel how not soft and fluffy the underside of her paw was by quickly putting her paw with outstretched nails in the skin of my finger and scratching some nice red lines on my hand. Now you know how I got my first scratch from her. And it wouldn't be the last. It wasn't even the last time that happened that day. After that first scratch on my hand, I complained to my mom. Rebecca, scratch me, mom. My mom is pretty smart and advised me. You shouldn't play with the kitty when it's in the box. It might be a bit upset having to stay in there. Well, I've been known to put good advice to the side. And some people might even believe I was a bit stubborn. And that might have been true, because I figured it caught me by surprise. I did not know it was going to do that. But now that I'm warned, 
I'll know what to do next time it's going to try to scratch me. So I continued to pet the top of her paw on every given opportunity. I brought my A game and did not let her scratch me again. Besides those five times when she moved faster than me and she got to put her nails in my soft hands to show me I was too slow. To be honest with you, I usually prefer not to mention those mistakes on my part, but I'll be honest with you because I feel you would not laugh. We are practically friends now that we have been hanging out so much. And I like being friends with you because you listen to all my stories. Next time my birthday comes around, I'll invite you to come to my party. By the time we made it back to the house, I had been scratched so much I needed some new blood from the blood bank. Who knew that getting a kitty could be worse than going to battle in a war zone? My dad grabbed the box and brought it in the house. My sister asked, Can I take her out? My dad simply said, Sure. And put the closed box on the floor in the entryway. My sister bent over, opened the box and leaned in to grab her new kitty. Here, sweet kitty, she said. But sweet kitty had other ideas. It jumped up and ran up my sister's arm and sleeve so she could race out of the box real fast. Rebecca kept running till it hit itself behind the couch. In those first couple of days, no matter what we tried, we could not get her from behind the couch. We ended up putting a bowl of food and a bowl of water right by the couch, but she would not even come out for that. It probably did not help that my sister was sitting right next to the bowl, hoping that Rebecca would finally come out and open herself up to my sister's love. So now, you know how we got ourselves a silly cat. The end, the end of the story, the end. But there's more, oh, much more to come. So it's the end, but... You know, not the end, the end, the end. Okay, I'll be right there, Mom.